My name is Gene Shu. I'm an ABC. That's American-born Chinese. This is one of also one of the the major differences um, between, generally speaking, uh, Americans, uh, our ideas about finance and investment. At the intersection between America and China, I'm concerned about the lack of cultural awareness on both sides. And it's still tradition in China, where as soon as people get married, they have to buy a house, and that's what gives uh, people a sense of security. But I'm still optimistic about the future for my unborn son. Generational ABC podcasts are my conversations with my unborn son, one ABC to another, and my attempt to explain our world in context in order for him to make better sense of his world. Well, she'll be nothing like the world we live in today. Had I invested in uh, property in China back then, before there were any restrictions. Hey, little buddy, it's your father again. Uh, I want to stay consistent and make sure I. Uh, send you a message um, no matter what's going on. So uh, today uh, I attended a real estate seminar with your mom because your mom who was born and raised in mainland China uh, she has a lot more passion about real estate not only as a career but also a way of achieving financial freedom. And uh, this is one of also one of the the major differences um, between, generally speaking, uh, Americans, uh, our ideas about finance and investment uh, compared to people in China. Uh, of course, when I say compared to people in China, that is compared to people in China who were born and raised, um, I would say, before the 90s, 1990s. Um, so, so basically for, you know, after China kind of started opening up to the rest of the world in around 1980, uh, up until roughly the turn of the century, uh, especially before the Beijing Olympics, which happened in 2008, uh, there, was not, there wasn't a lot of um, places to invest your money. In fact, a lot of um, more traditional Chinese people, Chinese people who work for the government or state-owned enterprises, and of course, uh, older generations, parents and grandparents, uh, a lot of them still may keep their money in boxes, you know, underneath the bed or in the mattress. And that's because uh, China doesn't offer as many uh, investment vehicles or places to invest your money as we do here in the United States. So if the property market is not doing well, we can invest in stocks and bonds and mutual funds and derivatives. There's just a whole bunch of investment choices. Of course, more and more of these investment choices are becoming available to uh, average Chinese people, but um, a lot of people are still skeptical and a lot of people have been kind of 
burned. So I would say like in, I think it was around 2016, up until a certain period in time, uh, when the China stock market and investing in stocks was just becoming available to average uh, Chinese investors, um, everybody was on the bandwagon and Chinese stocks were just growing like crazy and everybody was saying, um, you know, you gotta invest, you gotta invest. So basically people who know, knew nothing about uh, stock investing and finance and risk, uh, they basically were convinced by salespeople to open up accounts and invest in the stock market and people who got in early saw their money kind of grow quite rapidly. It was like uh, when you start looking at history, it was before the dot-com crash in the year 2000 where anything with a dot-com attached to it uh, would just rise exponentially as soon as it went IPO. Uh, now, <laughs> I, I need to just pause and remind myself that, um, you know, I'm speaking kind of a lot more technical now. And uh, I have to keep in mind that I'm speaking to you, my right now unborn son. And, and so you may obviously not understand a lot of these things when you first start hearing this podcast. But again, I'm also using this, um, my conversations with you to kind of uh, bring a deeper perspective uh, to other people to understand kind of what are the differences between the Chinese mindset and the American mindset. And what is it like to be an American born Chinese in, in, in America or American born Chinese or ABC and, and, and a lot of the trends that are happening now. So obviously when, when I was growing up, you know, we really didn't think of mainland China at all because it was still closed to most of the rest of the world. Um, so yeah, so real estate is one of those things where your mother, when we first got married, the only thing she wanted uh, was for us to buy a house. And it's still tradition in China where as soon as people get married, they have to buy a house. And that's what gives uh, people a sense of security and responsibility to actually be a homeowner. And, um, but that trend is gradually changing, especially with younger people, uh, where they are now more exposed to a higher quality of life. Uh, spending money on luxury items and vacation and generally having more opportunities to uh, more options to invest their money like for example in China there's a lot of what's happening right now is cryptocurrency mining is huge in China um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with this space in a couple of years you know Chinese people can now invest in stocks so, and a lot of Chinese people are starting their own businesses, whereas 20 or 30 years ago, very few people would take their own money or even borrow money to start their own businesses. So that's just one of the huge uh, differences in how we perceive money and finance and investment between Americans and, and Chinese. Uh, and this came up because uh, I was attending a real estate investment uh, kind of three-day workshop today with your mother who uh, traditionally has been very interested in um, property as a means to accumulate wealth and that's also uh, bolstered by the fact that if 
you know, when I first started doing business in mainland China in 2004, had I invested in uh, property in China back then before there were any restrictions, I mean, they needed people to invest in property. So there was a lot of incentives for anyone to invest in property. And by the time I moved to China uh, as an expat in 2011, and we were shopping for houses in Shanghai in 2012, there were restrictions. There were restrictions on the number of houses you could buy. And at that period, because they wanted to cool the housing market, they basically said that you actually had to be a Shanghai citizen to buy property in Shanghai. So that was one of the reasons why uh, we couldn't actually buy a house in China when your mom and I first moved to Shanghai when I went for uh, an expat assignment. So um, yeah, again, I wanna make sure I'm consistent. So as you can see, we're at the seminar all day today. Uh, I just went for a quick swim and uh, wanted to take this opportunity to send you a message. All right, love you little buddy. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or YouTube.